Welcome back to another episode of the CrossFit Harrow podcast. Today is episode 97 and we've got Simona in. Simona, thank you for joining us. Hello, thanks. Good I know to be this here. is a big step. Um, first question that always goes out is, what brought you to CrossFit Harrow and why CrossFit Harrow? Um, CrossFit Harrow in particular, uh, in all honesty, it's the closest CrossFit to me. Um, and I was looking for something new. Um, I was bored of the standard kind of gym setup, um, and as anxious as I can be as a person at times, I do really enjoy pushing my boundaries. So yeah. this felt like a perfect fit. What um, What was the first step for you, like making that crossover um, from what you were doing to what you're doing now? Yeah. So. Um, Prior to CrossFit, I was going to a normal gym sort of three to four times a week, um, loved hits, circuits, uh, free weight sessions, uh, nothing like the weights here, very small. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I guess it was COVID really, it was a bit of a, a silver lining out of COVID because when the gyms closed, that was my one of my... Um, coping mechanisms, sort of going to the gym, letting off steam, um, letting go of kind of the daily stress. And I thought, wow, what am I gonna do? Um, so again, I thought I've got a really close uh, group of um, people at the gym I was at prior, and um, we had a bit of a, a WhatsApp chat going. And a few of us thought, okay, let's do our own sessions. Like we know what we do in class, let's do that. Oh yeah. So um, one girl did a couple of days a week, and then I ended up. I don't quite know how, but I ended up leading the Friday sessions, okay. of, which was like a circuit. Um, so I found myself like planning them, and I would go live on camera, and with the group, I would do these workouts. And you'd done this with your group of mate, like group yeah, friends. Yeah, yeah. So like I found myself in the garden, like with gloves on, in the cold, and in the house. Yeah, my family hated it, but I loved it. Did it give you a bit of a different outlook on on fitness? Did it give you a new like bit of motivation? Oh, absolutely. Like I needed that purpose and to be held accountable. So knowing that these people were tuning in on a Friday and I had no choice, but I had to I had to give them what they wanted. Did it get bigger than the circle of Um a few extra people did join, yeah. Yeah. Um And there was added pressure. Yeah, but I actually started to love it. Like I was like <laughs> the more the merrier. Like if I can help anyone else, like join in, feel free. Um, so that happened and then um, again I sort of plateaued and I was a bit like okay I never thought I would ever do this and I've done it what's next what else I need something bigger I need new something new yeah um, yeah so and here different. I am yeah 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 um, and then what about like uh, sport through school were you a sporty child no no <laughs> so okay I say no um, I remember not hating PE, but I was never good at it, really. Okay. I was sort of, I kind of coasted, average, just, you know. Um, taking part? Yeah, taking part. I, I, again, I said to the coach, um, I don't think I ever climbed a rope. I think I may have helped set them up, <laughs> but I never actually got to go <laughs> on the ropes. Like, I was that child. Okay. Um, and I... Um, yeah, so I did actually swim. I swam competitively as okay. a child. Um, it almost feels like another lifetime, so I tend to sort of forget about that sometimes. But how, um, how, what, did you, what age group did you do up until? Um, I think I must have 
started about mm, five, six and gone up to about 12. Okay. And I was competing like with different boroughs, lots of different galas. It, so mainly through school? Uh, no, oh, it was a, a, a private uh, yeah, swimming club. Swimming club. Um, so that kind of took over life a little bit and we lost, uh, like, I missed lots of uh, birthdays and family events for it. Um, and I, I did do really well. Um, yeah, and as we go on, I'm sure we'll talk about, um, I was part of an Italian school and I competed with different Italian schools across the boroughs as well. Do you know well. what I think? Like, is that, that uh, the games <laughs> thing that they yeah. used? I've done that as well. <laughs> uh, that was a long, long time ago. It was, was. it Was it all? Was it at Coptal? Yeah, well, I, I didn't go to Coptal. I went to Bannister Sports Centre. Okay. I didn't um, even know there was more than, they done more than that. I yeah, just thought it was Coptal. Yeah, yeah. So I went all over and swam. Um, and why did you uh, stop? I... The swimming part? Yeah, so I didn't really grow up with anyone particularly sporty around me. So I was the first in my family. And... I a lot of my friends were doing different things so they were dancing they were going to different you know activities and clubs and yeah I missed that and I really wanted to do it um I also hated the smell of chlorine <laughs> and um you know I just wanted something new and I probably could have gone on to be quite good have um, you gone back to do swimming like in in between now and then I had a period where I would swim um yeah lane swimming like just constant uh, for a good hour but again I just I think I'm over it <laughs> I enjoy leisurely swimming and I love swimming in the sea but I'm yeah, not to not compete yeah. no um, so through school kind of involved in the sports uh, but not so much but there yeah um, left school uh, and what did you have an idea at, at 16 kind of what what route you want to take what path um or was it more after college or uni? Is, it, is that the route that you took? So my, kind of, my life has kind of fallen in front of me. Um, and when I left school, I was interested in drama and acting. Um, I did a little bit of performing arts um, as a child and I loved that. Um, so I didn't actually go to university. I was planning to, um, but I think... I thought about if I go to university and I do that, what's going to come out of it at yeah. the other end? It's very competitive. Um, well, it's good to ask those, yourself those questions because naturally a lot of people will just fall into the trap of like, well, everyone else does, so I'm going to do it. And then, exactly. And then find out the other end, actually, the grass might not always always be greener. Exactly. Um, and, a, a, and a lot of my friends were going into teaching and they kind of knew that they wanted to do the that. Teacher, yeah. So I did, I did toy with that idea. I thought, oh, everyone else is. Maybe I should. Um, and, you know, teachers are great. Um, but <laughs> I, I didn't. <laughs> I did. it, it, you've got to be a specific, a certain type of person to, come, yeah. to be a teacher or to want to be a teacher, I think. So I didn't, I didn't end up going to uni because I knew I'd end up in, in debt and not use it. So I just went into... Um, I continued my Saturday work in retail whilst I had some headspace um, and I actually started work as a special needs teaching assistant in a primary school so not quite a teacher but close, <laughs> but close yeah <laughs> yeah okay um, and is that something that you have followed is did you is you still doing something along those lines or that um, so yeah in reflection I've I've never I, I've kind of stuck similar routes but um 
I think it gave me a bit of space to look at what a role a teacher has. And for me, there was so much paperwork and not enough time sort of with the kids individually um, that I was like, no, I don't want to do this. Um, and I don't know how, something came up, uh, an opportunity, I think for my sister, actually, I was looking at um, for speech and language therapy work with young children. Um, but you needed to have experience of working with children and she didn't have that. So um, I thought... You did. Let me do it. And I got it. So, oh, wow. yeah. And there's no hatred towards her from no, her? No, 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 no. She actually said, why don't you go yeah. for it? Um, so I did. And I guess my kind of, my journey of sort of supporting people um, has gone on from there. Yeah. Amazing. Um, and in all that, that time, um, you've active, actively been going to gyms, exploring fitness and stuff. Yeah. Um, what... Uh, has is there any point in that time where you're like it's not important to me anymore fitness or health um or or has did it become more important because you were working with whether it be less yeah. able kit or whatever it might be so i didn't really so after the whole swimming um kind of situation i di- i kind of came away from sports and uh fitness um i I guess I didn't really have time for it. Um, I had other things I was thinking about. Um, so I, I ended up, um, I lost my mum and um, sort of the lead up to that, along with my education. What age were you? So um, when I lost my mum, I was 23, um, but she had been unwell in, t- uh, in total. It was about 17 years on and off. Um, and when I left school and I went to the TA route and speech and language route, um, her health really started to deteriorate. So part of my reasoning for also not going to university was that there was stuff that I needed to help with at home and being around. Um, I can relate to that. Yeah. Mm. So And those jobs allowed me to sort of dip in and be flexible around that. So I didn't really think about uh, myself much in that time and in hindsight I probably should have um, and actually I, where my friends went to university I actually lost a lot of them in that, in that period as well so it was very focused on me, what was going on at home. That well I suppose that, that university kind of thing for people it does tend to, it brings them to different groups yeah. and, and stuff. Um, obviously, we, we do have uh, very similar experiences. Uh, one, one question that came to mind is, did you understand what was going on when you were like, young? Obviously, you get to a certain point at 17, 18, even younger than that, that you might actually comprehend what's going on, that you, your parents or parent is ill. Did you understand that as you were young, like really young? Or when did it click for you that like, hmm? So... So my so my mum had cancer and she was first diagnosed when I was about seven or eight. I remember my parents telling us this. And I think up until I was a young adult, sort of um, 17, 18, I don't really remember. It feels a bit of a yeah. blur, to uh, be honest. Like, same as me. Yeah, and mm. um, but what I will say is I... My mum was always around and gave her everything into the family and myself and my sister's children. But I do feel like there was almost this black cloud that she almost knew that one day 
it would get her. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah. She but I suppose like, we, you know, us growing up, I don't think you ever imagine or you don't, the thought process of that happening doesn't really cross your mind. Well, it didn't for me anyway. Yeah. It never really crossed my mind. So it's interesting to see, you know, someone of similar experience that actually did it ever, did, did you really understand? I don't think I understood. And yeah. I don't think I understood till I got older, which I'm, that's what my, my yeah. point is getting at. Is like, you knew that it was there and there was like an elephant in the room. Yeah. But you didn't really understand what the elephant in the room was. And I think my default as I got older, um, I, I started getting quite involved. So I would go to consultations and I would ask questions and what does this mean? And I would be there when she had treatment and I, I wanted to understand mm. and be there. Was it, it's, it's a way of you trying to yeah. help, right? Yeah. Very um, fascinating. Yeah. What, um, how, how did that change things for you? Like, what, what was there a different outlook on life? Was, did your mindset change? Obviously, uh, it's, a, it's a big adjustment, right? That's a huge question. Um, and we might not get to the bottom of it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and essentially, I wouldn't be who I am today if I didn't go through that experience. Mm. Um, I almost feel, I, this might sound a bit odd to people, but I, I understand. I think I know what you're going to say. I'm grateful for that experience. Um, as much as I would do anything to have my mum back, mm. I, I, the journey I've been on, um, I've learned so much and I've become something and yeah. I'm happy learning about myself. Yeah, and you, you same as me, we may never have learned any of those lessons or build that resilience or anything like that yeah. had that not had happened. Um, and we'd have been in probably, we probably wouldn't have been sitting yeah. here in two different situations, you know, completely different situations. It's a very interesting, um, a very interesting thing. So it's, it, because it does affect people in obviously very different ways. Um, some people do have, you know, you, it's all about choices, right? You can go yeah. two very two different ways, like one in a really bad way and, and one really positive and I think um, if you if you can try to take the positive like you've yeah. just said it I wouldn't say that it makes it easier mm. but you grow yeah. a lot more I mean I, I, so at the time I was living with my dad and my sister and it was really clear that we were all on very different grieving journeys and yeah everyone has their own experience um, it was hard for the whole family and I'm talking extended yeah yeah of course you know there were some fractures and you know again that's all changed and evolved and but it's really shifted dynamics like I would never have thought um so it's all still a work in progress yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It, interesting that you said the um grieving journey yeah. I, I never understood that growing up actually um and I look back at situations that happen within like my family um and I think oh actually grieving everyone's grieving in different ways and uh, things might have happened because pe so someone at that time was still grieving very interesting yeah um that experience obviously built a lot of resilience uh, a lot of personal growth um and that pushed you quite out of your comfort zone quite a lot to do other things right yeah. um learning some new skills pushing you through fitness um what uh would you say I possibly know the answers, but what, what have you invested most of your time in with the lessons that you've learned from, from it? Um, I think myself. Yeah, that's what I thought you were <laughs> going to say. Um, I, 
there's also there's so much so many layers to everything that I've gone through and anyone's life um I think watching my mum and so my family are Italian and um my dad was born in Italy came over when he was about 16 and as I grew up my mum and dad had those very kind of old school gender type roles um you know my dad would go out and and he's a chef and he would cook and be out all night and bring home the money essentially and my mum would she worked very hard but she would do the raising of the kids and the cooking and uh you know picking the veg and and from the garden you know all of that and used to drive me mad um so typical Italian household (laughs) so um this experience has kind of really made me think about who I want to be and um not conforming to cultural and society's expectations um and I guess I'm sitting here today like I've learned to voice that and challenge and that's something I now do in my employment as well um and I embrace those opportunities people do think that like I I would say I'm very similar in terms of challenging and people think that we're weird conspiracy theorists or things like that but it's just seeing a different point of view yeah like I'm open open to hearing anything I'm so interested in understanding why people think the way they think there's a reason Mm. there's a reason why people do what they do a lot of it stems from childhood yeah yeah so I always try to peel back layers of people um, and and just kind of hear them out. Yeah, because I, I guess someone told me this a long time ago that you, someone will always show you everything that you need to know about them. Yeah. Um, and if you give it enough time, you'll you'll see that. No matter what interaction it is yeah. with someone, you'll, you'll yeah. is what I mean. Um, you've got down a qualified massage therapist. When did you get this done? Uh, so. Um, I've always been interested in massage and actually when my mum passed away, so that was 2011, immediately something went off in me that I need to do something for me and I want to give something to others um, and potentially help in that sort of uh, situation where someone's not well. So it was within the year, I think, that I did an intensive course. So it was about eight weekends, Saturday and Sunday, all day, um, that I did the massage and it was amazing. Um, not only was I learning uh, about the body, the science behind it, um, and, and doing the massage technique, but I found it so therapeutic to give massage. Oh, really? Yeah. And um, we, I've always had like massage on my back and legs and loved it, but we actually massaged the stomach area um, of each other. And I cried. Like the first time I had that done, I cried. What, in in pain or emotion? Emotion. It's, you do hold a lot of emotion in your body and I didn't realise what was happening and apparently it's quite normal, Um, especially when someone's gone through so much and it started to kind of join dots for me with the whole mind, body um, and that's a kind of journey that I've continued. So do you still do that? Do you still massage? Uh, no. Did so, you do anything with so once you got that qualification yeah. did you do did you follow that up? So it was the qualification was for me really and it was something to have in my back pocket should I want to use it in the future. So no, I haven't continued it. 
I, I'm a bit annoyed with myself that I haven't. I just haven't had time. Do you practice it still? Uh, no. I have a couch, and that is one of my goals, to get that back out um, and to just do it on family and friends, just to keep that going. Um, but I love it, and I, I can't sing the praises of massage enough. Do you often go for one? I mean, you said obviously you get them done, but is it something that you like yeah. set that time aside to go and do? So I used to go once a month for a deep tissue massage, and especially with fitness, that, that helped me massively. Um, but the, she's moved, so I'm oh, trying right. to fill the space. Um, yeah, so for now, I haven't had any. Fine. And I'm desperate. <laughs> um, your interests are dancing, but not professionally. With an exclamation mark. <laughs> I was worried you might get me up doing some moves. <laughs> um, no, I love to dance. And I think movement is, again, something that's really helped in my journey um, of kind of releasing stress. Um, I love to dance. And I, and I become more confident when I dance. Like I become myself. Um, is that uh, any type of genre, any type of genre music, or just anything? anything? I, will, I will give anything a go. Um, <laughs> I will happily let someone show me like a different cultural dance. I will. Have you had uh, lessons? Uh, yeah, I've done lots of different. Uh, I did a bit of dancing actually when I was younger. Um, I've done kind of street dance. Um, I've done I've done burlesque, a bit of a little short course in burlesque. Someone gifted me. Um, <laughs> I would love to do a little bit of belly dancing just to see what that's yeah. like. Yeah, yeah. Um, very interesting uh, with the dancing uh, that you put not professionally. Uh, obviously, I'm not going to make you do do the dance, but w is that something that crossed your mind that you wanted to do, like you enjoy it that much that you would consider doing going that route? Um, I think. Or it's more of fun activity. Yeah, I quite enjoy it as a kind of just letting go activity. Um, I wish I maybe was steered on that journey when I was a bit younger I would have loved to have done like ballroom and sort of Latin dancing I would have loved to have done that but again I feel like I needed a bit of a role model um I know it's never too late but yeah. um I don't think I can right now no um with your interest you've got nature down did you explore have you always explored that or is it something that you explored through through COVID as a lot of people was open to uh well they had access to nature yeah. We've always got access to yeah. it, right? But we don't embrace it. We just Yeah, ignore. I think COVID's definitely allowed me to appreciate it more. Um, but I found, again, with the journey of losing my mum, kind of walk, the importance of walking um, and how much, you know, how positive that is for me and my mind. Um, and I have always, I, I've tried to meditate. I, I really want to do meditation a lot more. Um, and I find it really difficult. And I, I've noticed that walking is a form of meditation for me. Um, and I love... You just mind wanders. Exactly. Um, and whether that's kind of in, in woodlands, in trees, and or by the sea, like water, yeah, really important. Yeah. Um, they say that something to do with like the different colours of nature make you feel at ease or... Yeah, like okay, grounding. Grounded, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, might, I don't know where I've seen that. Um, how important is, is nutrition to you? I mean, obviously, it's like the big word in health and fitness. Yeah. But is it something that you uh, put invest time into? Yeah, I try to. So I'm a big believer of kind of what you put in, you, put, you get out. Um, and Not just with fitness, anything, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and again that was a bit of a journey I've been on so 
as a child, I swam. Um, I've come from an Italian family. Once I stopped the swimming, um, I've got lots of chefs in the family. Like food was always, there was a reason to have food. Whether you're sad, happy, excited. Brush uh, your teeth, yeah. you combed your hair. It's always about food. You have breakfast, you think about lunch. Like it's just too much. Um, it's great, but it's too much. Yeah. Um, and I did struggle a lot with my weight. So I, when the swimming ended and I was sort of just being young and out with my friends, I did put on quite a bit of weight. And I look back at myself as a child and I, I don't like what I see. So um, I really try to understand my body. Um, I, I have been to a nutritionist in the past. Yeah? Yeah. Um, and What did you learn from that experience? Do you know what? It was about going back to basics, really. Um, and listening to your body, those... Um, those signs that your body gives you you know when are you hungry well, you're yeah. not always hungry you could be thirsty mm. um so real basic stuff we replace hu- yeah. being hungry yeah. with actually dehydration and i think i did a lot of emotional eating as well and it's learning those triggers um and instead of sort of just eating through it just asking myself what do i need and why am i feeling that way um so yeah nutrition's a big thing especially with my fitness i really am mindful of it and i plan I will try to plan and um, especially with work where I'm outreach worker I'm always on the go it's really important that I have the right things on me do, do you find that if you don't eat good quality foods you find that your thought process is different you oh, f- yeah. your mood is different absolutely yeah 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 that's quite common for a lot. I think actually if you if you if someone's used to eating a certain way mm. and then they change that and then they go back is when yes. they notice a difference. Yeah. Sometimes you don't actually notice the change when you you don't notice the difference in how you feel until you go yeah. back to that. Yeah. So travel. Yeah. Uh, traveling or travel around the country or travel around the world. So, I I I, I love to go to new places and learn new things. Um, again, given my journey so far in life, I haven't had loads of time. Um, and I would have loved to have been one of those people that said, oh, you know, I just got up and tipped my bag and went round the world and it was insane and amazing. Um, but first of all, I didn't have that time. And, and actually, I, I'm quite an organised person and it would take a lot for me just to take one bag and <laughs> just book a ticket and go. Like, I would love to do that. Um, but I, I kind of need to know what's going to happen. Um, so most of my traveling has been around Europe. Um, as a family, we had a 60th, in, um, so we did take uh, my dad on a cruise and saw sort of Singapore, uh, a bit of Vietnam, um, a bit of Thailand. Well, we saw the, uh, <laughs> the shore. Saw it, yeah. We weren't able to dock <laughs> there because of the sea was so bad. But um, I have got hopes to kind of go further afield, yes. Did did, uh, did did you feel that when you were younger, or I suppose when you look back now, did you feel like you wanted to travel when you were younger, but maybe felt like you were too attached to home or couldn't because of your responsibilities, or felt like you had those responsibilities? Yeah, yeah, 100%. And I, it didn't even come into... So my family are Italian, and a lot of the summers were spent in Italy, yeah. which, again, I'm so grateful. It's been amazing, and, you know, to have a place there. But also, do you not feel that that's because that's what they done, yeah. right? So you know they wouldn't have probably gone outside of europe uh, well at most europe but they probably wouldn't have gone outside of italy so exactly. naturally you would 
go there. Yeah, so it's uh, history repeating. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I haven't even explored a lot of Italy, um, which... Well, you again, normally go to back to your, wherever the village is. Yeah, so again, um, I am desperate to kind of explore there as well. Um, yeah, and just, just get uh, further afield, really. Any particular places in the world that you'd like to tick off and be like, that's where I would like to go? Yeah, definitely South America. Just go all over. Big uh, dance culture. Then. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, I, I'd like to go to Brazil, Carnival. Um, I would like to go to Thailand and that side of the world. Um, I have a friend in India who, again, I would love to go to. So I have, yeah. You've got your places that I you'd want to go. Yeah. What, would, what would it take for you to, to do the get up and go business? A lot. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think I, I'm getting better at doing that kind of stuff. You just like your, you've got things done in set ways, and you is that what you're saying? You like that? Yeah, route? and I think I've had to. That's yeah, the yeah, only yeah. way I've been able to go through what I've gone through and survive. Yeah. So it, it will now take a lot to break that away from me. Yeah. But I'm, I'm up for the challenge. It's like, controlling the controllables. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, is there anywhere that you visited and been like, I probably wouldn't go back there again? Or you've had a pleasant experience so far? Um, that I wouldn't go back. Hmm. Or you've done it and that's it, it's done. It, like it didn't catch you. Um, maybe, people are going to be like, what? Uh, maybe Croatia. Um, oh, really? I, I really enjoyed it. Um, it... Uh, it but, felt a bit of a mesh of different cultures, um, and maybe I didn't go. I only, to be fair, I only went to Dubrovnik, and right. I needed to go to different places. Is that where they filmed the? I think the so. Game of Thrones, but that's what I think's drawn a lot of people to Croatia. Yeah, um, I'm going to come back to food. Like I didn't really understand the food. Again, it was a mesh of different cultures. What is the food? Do you remember? It was um, quite like Italian inspired, but maybe with a little bit of Arabicy as well. And I just felt like, oh. Like, pasta and I lamb, think I prefer lamb, my pasta. Pasta and lamb sheesh all combined. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Um, that's interesting because I do think Croatia, Croatia has blown up in the last yeah. like, two to five years more than ever. Like, I've never heard anyone talk about, oh, I'm going to Croatia. Yeah. And I think it yeah. was the Game of Thrones that attracted people there. And again, I totally respect that I may have needed to do more when I went yeah. there. I really the, do. The views, though, are yeah. supposed to be... Quite it is charming. amazing. It's beautiful, and but again, I I found it's quite similar to other places in Europe, like mm. Greece and Italy. You know, I'm quite used to seeing that. Yeah. So um, for me, I need something new, a different culture. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's uh, let's talk about like some of the goals that you're uh, looking to achieve or yeah. have set. Have you? Was anything when you? The, what What was it particularly that you set yourself? Um, I think you've set quite a few, but that you set yourself when you first came here. What was that biggest goal for you then? To CrossFit? Yeah. Uh, to attend. <laughs> <laughs> and to keep coming back. Well, I think, um, I think if I remember, it was, it was genuinely the whole thought process of trying something new, completely yeah. different to what you're used to. Yeah. Which you can tick off and say that you've accomplished. Oh, totally. Um, I remember approaching and thinking, oh my gosh, like, am I actually doing this? And then I arrived here and I looked around and I thought hmm, this is very intimidating. And I remember saying that to you. Um, yeah, I think I said it's something like 50 shades of grey. Yeah, like, because of all the, yeah. the bars and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, You're not the first to have said that either. Yeah. I'm sure you won't be the last. <laughs> so um, so consistency and, and just showing up was a big goal for me. And yes, I've achieved that. 
Um, I did the the um, throwdown at Christmas, which again was a huge thing, coming out of my comfort zone, um, and, and I won. <laughs> there we go. Let's not forget that. Guys. <laughs> no, no, that that was great, and um, yeah. So I think going forward, um, I don't have any goals like I want to lift certain things like for me it's not about that it's about learning to do things understanding the way to do things properly um and that there's nothing there's actually that like I quite admire that because a lot of us will have goals and aspirations of like I have to achieve this weight or this this thing but I've actually found that once we learn how to let's say do something of something we stop the willingness to keep improving that yeah yeah so you know I, I came here and I remember saying I wanted to do a pull-up okay I haven't done that yet but everything I'm doing is working towards that yeah, exactly. I know at some point it will happen yeah. um but for now you know just keep doing what I'm doing um I want to stretch more I'm sorry I do not stretch enough we had a very we brief did. conversation about that yeah the... so um making more time to do that because I know that that will help me in my classes and in my learning as well um so yeah okay so they're fitness goals yeah personal goals that you want to achieve out the next few months um career goals maybe yeah so i've i started a new job in january and it's a bit of a career change so i'm also pushing the needle there a little bit and um constantly yeah pushing my boundaries so it's kind of trying to settle into that um constantly learning new things is it a big was it a big change um it was it was um I went from quite like an employment focused role that now I'm doing family work so um I have to think about everything within families where they're finding difficult at the moment um so I'm working alongside like psychiatrists and psychologists schools um health professionals like the GPs uh different all different services um so i'm having to learn about those systems having to support families that are very vulnerable um you know not bring in my own judgment and and um, which is quite easily done and and just be open and like i've been saying just listen to people's stories and see where i can help um so it's kind of just just kind of yeah finding my flow at work i think for the next few months is a goal do, do, do you think that uh obviously your experience makes you a little bit more empathetic and sympathetic towards others uh just in general with the workloads or the work that you do yeah yeah a hundred percent and i have been quite open that i i want to use the experience that i've gone through to, to help, help other people yeah. um and to help them so I've realized that yes I have anxiety and I, I have times where I can be depressed but they aren't things to to kind of be in denial about I kind of want to embrace that and I want people who are also going through something similar to accept that and use it as a strength mm. um you know push through that you're feeling that way for a reason and I've learned you know when I have anxiety that's like my inner child who as a you know when I was little I was told that children should be seen and not heard really and I need to see that child like hug her a little bit give her what she needs and then be my adult self with my own voice and and go and be me so where I can help people kind of see that in their own lives um 
yeah I just enjoy Good. doing that sense of accomplishment and achievement yeah is it you, you must um obviously the time that you invest in people you equally by the sounds of what we spoke about today you equally invest in yourself to combat the two right yeah I I try I try to because um, otherwise it's like give 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 yeah and I do I do get to points where the tank feels empty I haven't left enough for myself um and CrossFit is a big part of replenishing that for me um no matter how exhausted I feel I will it's rare that I cancel a, a session um because I know you'll feel better after. I will feel better and it's all about consistency so um yeah amazing so Mona, we've run out of time for today ah. uh really enjoyed the conversation thank, thank you for giving up your time um, thank you and guys and girls we'll see you soon